This episode is brought to you by Empower. While Empower can't tell you who to start at running back each week, they can help you tackle your money questions. Can you retire early? What's your net worth? Will you be able to afford your child's education? With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you can get clarity on your real-life financial goals. Join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. To start today, visit Empower.com. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. USAA Homeowners Insurance not only helps you cover your home, it also helps you cover your budget, lower your premium in a number of ways, like saving up to 10% when you bundle home and auto insurance, saving up to 15% if you've been claims-free for five years, regardless of your previous insurance provider, and scoring even more deals and discounts on things like home security, moving, and storage with the USAA Perks Program. Tap the banner or visit usaa.com homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. Monday, October 17th, the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Welcome in one and all, Jason Moore, Mike Wright, Andy Holloway, and the Deucers in the building. Lots to talk about, lots of reactions from a an interesting... It was one of those weeks. Low scoring. Was one of those weeks. Over unders disappointing. Well, you had a lot of heavy favorites this week. And so they all took the week off and let the heavy underdogs destroy them. Well, yeah, I mean you do have uh teams like the Falcons that came out and were the like points leader for the majority of the day. Mm-hmm. Thanks mm-hmm. to Caleb Huntley and company. Well, when you have such easy matchups like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had, um, and you're just gonna wipe the floor with the Steelers and then you forget how to play offense. This is a really upside down week. Yep. I, you know, I, I'm not surprised that Mike Tomlin figured something out. Yep. That's a sign of a good coach. Won't talk about the signs of a bad coach, Cardinals. Uh, they, they realized they had to unlock their true number one weapon. The Cardinals did? No, the Steelers. Oh, did. which is uh, what? Chase Claypool, baby. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> everybody that was all Mitch Trubisky too hey Kyle I'm curious what did the Falcons victory take some of the sting away from the Braves elimination uh kind of I but think I, added. I, I picked the Falcons to lose so I didn't feel too good about it yeah and the, the number one pick I mean are you, Mariota might be the future I mean you only need 14 routes run from Pitts. that's it it's all you need wow yeah I would uh, <clears throat> I would go ahead and trade Pitts on yep. the back of the touchdown which only happened because I benched him. You're welcome. 
Uh, it was a it was a wild weekend. We're going to get into the studs and duds today on the show. We're going to lay out the situation between Mike, the fantasy hitman, and myself. Oh, so you can juicy. follow along tonight. It's juicy. But it is Monday. <laughs> Let's get sophisticated with some Monday Punday one-liners from the Foot Clan. Uh, let's start with, oh no, Benjamin. <laughs> or Nick Flub. Oh, or take a ride in my Leonard Corvette. Yeah, he's been good, huh? Vroom, vroom. Mike was disappointed with Jeff oh. Wiltson. Oh. Yeah, and uh, if you played him, Kyler murders me. <laughs> Ramondre the Giant. Or Ramonster Stevenson. How about Geno Myth? Can we solve it? Oh, here we go. Raheem Mostert. Or DK Metcalf. And Hayden Worst. Yeah, I, I let a lot of the uh I let a lot of the anger flow through these puns because it was mostly a weekend of disappointment. Unless you were, and this I'll I'll tell this because this is the essence of fantasy football. Unless you were the Ayuk manager. Oh uh, yes. Where I spent the majority of my Sunday morning. So, uh, quick quick story time. Mike and I are facing off. Mike is a heavy, heavy favorite. Over the course of the last two days of the week, I lose Jonathan Taylor again. Kind of a surprise. People thought he was going to play. He goes, uh, he's out. Chris Olave, out. Rashad Bateman, out. I am scrambling. We're a double flex league. I have Brandon Ayuk. He's my last flex in there. But you don't want to play him. I wouldn't want to play him because I need somebody with upside, Mike. I need somebody that could score multiple touchdowns on the week. So I shoot out offers. I'm firing away. I'm trying to trade out Bateman and Ayuk, and I'm trying to get Christian Kirk. I'm trying to get George Pickens in case he has some kind of monster game. I'm just shooting for upside because Mike's team is so incredibly top-heavy, and mine is a, a mess. And you failed. I failed. No one did it. I, Al Borland, I offered him some spice. That was nice for Christian Kirk. He's not interested. I heard a lot of trade offers for that included Brandon Ayukin. Oh yeah, and all of these. I was stuck. Allegedly good fantasy football players all shut you down. They did, and they said, "No, I don't want none of this." No, trade. we're going to leave you with Brandon Ayuk, and then, um, well, that worked out, baby. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, Ayukin. Oh boy, and so Mike I and I block. And if you are unaware, Brandon Ayuk had a monster game, <laughs> yeah. multiple touchdowns. And, oh, uh, I bet Jamar probably passed him, but... He's a top five on the week, yeah. and, and because I was so smart to play him. And Mike and I, we head into Monday Night Football, and it's simple. I need 30 from Herbert. I need three touchdowns. I looked this up. I did all the math already. I looked at last year. I looked at the... You're not getting 30 points without three touchdowns. I need three touchdowns tonight. Makes sense. And that's it. May they all go to Austin Eckler and Mike Williams. Yeah, because you need a bunch of points yeah. from those guys. I need so. 40 exactly. from those two guys. On the ground. It'll yeah. be an interesting Monday night. There are several games in our league and probably all of your leagues that are coming down to the performances of Eckler and Herbert and Williams and Sutton and Melvin Gordon, who I, you know, on Sunday Live, Mike, you, you guys were talking about the nervousness of Brooks when it came to Melvin Gordon. Uh, Brooks, you got him going tonight? Yeah. Okay. And, oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. It should be good. I, I played him over J.K. Dobbins. That was my decision. So I think, well, that, uh, that I think was that's going to work out. You came out on top. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just be careful because we thought the Seattle Seahawks defense was really bad. So, you know, the Cardinals went out and put up three. 
on offense. Well, they put up three um, on the first drive, and then they did not score another point offensively the rest of the game because the Seahawks have a lockdown defense. I'd prefer to not talk about uh, Bird City football right now. <laughs> uh, unless it's Philadelphia. No, well, we, we are the official Bird City football, according to them on Twitter, before the season started. Yeah, yeah. that's the new Arizona thing. Did you say Turd City? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's get into the news. News and notes from around the league, presented by USAA Insurance. There's quite a bit to talk about. Let's start with Cam Akers. Uh, things deteriorated quickly. Yes. Over the past several days, inactive against Carolina, Akers likely, multiple sources reporting he's played his final snap with the Rams, exploring a trade. Ian Rappaport's article talked about the fact that, you know, he at least claims, Rappaport does, that Akers' measurables, his athletic numbers, are better than before his injury and that this is not about... Like, there'll be lots of suitors for Cam Akers. Yeah, the amount of tweets from the uh, media in L.A. that are talking up Akers and talking oh. about the amount of people, the interest <laughs> that they're going to have, all these teams are going to be interested. It's like, come on, guys. We no. see right through this. This is nonsense. Well, if Kenyon Drake can get a job and look good, Cam Akers can do the same. And if we're going to say that, look, the Rams are broken on offense with their offensive line, they lost another tackle this week. We at least have to attribute some of Cam Akers' struggles to this offensive line. Certainly. I think that the, it's it's a holistic problem for the Rams. I, I'll give you that. But I just think that when you're talking about a player in Cam Akers who has been, in this situation, just been horrendous, dreadful, and then gets to a position where with the team, they're, they're at some kind of, crossroads that cannot be fixed and they will not play him again so you've got bad performance on the field and then you've got something bad behind the scenes off the field it, and then to be like oh we're gonna have so many suitors yeah. everyone's his measurables are great come and get him everybody we just can't put him on the field he's just too good <laughs> he's too, he's too yeah. good so that we have to bench him so you should trade for him please. and uh you also had you have trade rumors around christian mccaffrey including those to the Rams. I don't know how they would do that. But McCaffrey, they're listening to offers in Carolina. That team is uh, headed towards the number one pick. They're about to trust the process. And uh, so McCaffrey in fantasy, are you, Mike, you have McCaffrey. I have McCaffrey in my dynasty league. What are your nerve levels when it comes to a trade destination? Because generally speaking, it's not going to be better. Right. The Rams in particular – that sounds terrible because uh, Cooper Cup is just such a target vacuum that – and I know if you, tra if you trade what it takes to get Christian McCaffrey, he's going to be a featured part of your offense. So I, I totally get that. But they are – they're broken. Other places – I mean, McCaffrey, d despite how bad the Panthers are right now, I mean, they're, they're atrocious on offense. McCaffrey's – still getting it done he's still getting it done on the ground through the air he is just that good so overall I would say I'm not concerned about it but there are some teams where if the trade happens you're gonna be a little bit clenched I, I I'm I'm pro moving Chris McCaffrey if I have Christian McCaffrey I want him on a team that has a chance to score so touchdowns real, real NFL trade no 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 moving. fantasy football fantasy oh, football I think brighter days on a trade because the pace of play that Carolina is playing just the amount of total plays they get per game 
is absolutely atrocious. So if his market share goes down, but he's on a team that's playing, you know, 15, 20 more snaps per game on offense, has the actual ability to score touchdowns, look, he's awesome. Like, you watch every play. You watch when he's got the ball in his hands. He is awesome. Put him in a better situation. I think it's better for fantasy. I'm, I'm, with, I'm, I'm with Mike on that one. I, I don't agree with that. I think, you know, he's the RB3 right now. He scored 20 a week for the last three weeks. I don't think that taking that market – I think you'd give too much variance to McCaffrey. Who's going to trade for him? A good team, right? Yeah. With I, lots of other players that are good. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the two, I think, most rumored right now that I've seen are the Bills and the Rams. Both of those situations, I think, would be better for McCaffrey's fantasy value. Carson Wentz fractured his ring finger – on Thursday night, seeing a specialist, Robbie Anderson was excused from the sideline, to put it mildly, <laughs> against yeah, the kind. Rams. Ejected. Uh, I don't think he plays another oh, down for them. Excused. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. Yes. They were very polite. And may, will you please go to the locker room? <laughs> and then he said, uh, yes, he politely says, and loudly. Certainly, I do not want to cause a disturbance on the sideline. Uh, Terrace Marshall came in to drop some passes after that. So yeah, that was did. nice. P.J. Walker. Well, it hit him right in the hands. Right. That's not his sweet spot. <laughs> the Panthers. The Panthers uh, quarterback, P.J. Walker, left the game with a neck injury. Baker's out. Darnold's out. Like we said, the process. I wonder if uh, Kendall Hinton's available for quarterback <laughs> for Carolina. Uh, this, was, this was devastating for Mike and my matchup and the future for the Cardinals. Hollywood Brown left with a... Uh, what looked like a serious foot injury. X-rays were negative. He was in a boot. He's going to get an MRI. And the concern now is for another Liz Frank injury, which he had on the same foot in college. Uh, he went up for a ball that was just disgustingly underthrown, tried to play some defense, and ended up getting his foot crushed. Hopkins is back this week for the Cardinals on Thursday night. Well, they've said hopefully. I mean, by all accounts, he should be, but it's the short week, so it's at least you at least have to pay attention. J.K. Dobbins didn't play in the second half because his knee quote tightened up. Mm. Yeah, that is that is not a good situation no. for someone coming off of the the kind of knee reconstruction he's had, and then to have it get worse while playing, and then I know Drake he, looked he good. Did. Oh no, he he looked he did great. Look good. He looked fantastic. Yeah. That was the the weirdest thing about this is. We haven't seen Kenyon Drake look good for a long time, and here he is ripping off what a, like a sixty-yard touchdown run. Yeah, and then they All right. took the L. Jalen Waddle suffered a left shoulder injury late in the game. We need to monitor that. Randall Cobb exited with what looks to be a high ankle sprain. Saw Amari Rogers on the field for the first time. Kenny Pickett had to leave early with the concussion. Trubisky finished the upset. And then this was a scary one. Cameron yeah. Brait left with a head and neck injury. Uh, he thumbsed up the crowd, but, you know, Brait just had a concussion, and I don't think we see him for a long, long time. Yeah, I agree. Dak Prescott plans to play week seven. They need him. Yeah? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Cooper Rush cool. has done admirably by letting their his defense win games. Uh, but we, they, we hit midnight last night. <laughs> the pumpkin returned. Yes. Uh, absolutely, Dak. Dak. Uh, the nice thing is the timeline that they gave Dak. Mm -hmm. You know, the four to six weeks, he got the full healing process. So to come out of that four and two, absolutely, that's fantastic. They're they're uh, you know one of the best teams in the NFC, and now they're getting their number one quarterback. 
back. Quarterback. Quarterback. That was today's news and notes brought to you by USAA Insurance. Learn more at usaa.com slash insurance. This week's Fantasy Stud Muffins. Are you nervous about tonight, Mike? Uh, yeah, I, I got myself at about a 60-40. To win? Yeah. Mm. So f- favored, but not by a lot. Yeah, I'd, I'd handicap it that way. Herbert yeah. needs to – he hasn't had that game. I, I was looking back last year, and a lot of people have been disappointed. I don't know if it's just Keenan Allen. It's not like Keenan hasn't missed it's time in the past. Keenan Allen, it's the ribs. But, I mean, there were there were games last year. I mean, he was, a you know, 45 points, 57 points in a game last if year. If he did that, then me and Kyle would lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. Also, we discussed before the show how we do not like Justin Herbert today. Yeah, I just, mean. Just uncontrolled rage. That's that's a hard guy to hate. It's not you know to, what I mean? It's actually very easy. When you're up 30 points and you're playing against Justin Herbert, very easy player to hate. Yeah, you've really flipped the script on yeah. him. Yeah, that guy sucks till tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get into the studs. We got one. Joe Burrow, just like I was saying, somebody's due for a big game. I mean, Herbert can't be outdone, right? Joe Burrow, 28 for 37, 303. Uh, the matchup wasn't great on paper, but he got it done. Really comfortable in the Superdome, this Joe Burrow. Yes, he is. Um, so Atlanta coming up. Say, unfortunately, Cleveland. he has to play the Falcons next week. Oh, that's a that's an, uh, juggernaut. Juggernaut. Um, quarterback five on the year, Joe Burrow. All right, Burrow. That has been that's that's that is pretty surprising. I he, I don't think we've felt like he's done what you hoped and taken that level up. So to be five on the season is pretty surprising and and obviously very good. Maddie Ice, fifty eight <laughs> pass attempts, three eighty nine and three against Jacksonville. They they did it. They unlocked Matt Ryan. It's fifty eight attempts. See, I told you Jacksonville's defense can't handle Matty Ice. Well, when you lose Jonathan Taylor and you lose Naeem Hines, it's yep. drop back and pass yeah. to the Pity City. Yes. Yeah, Pity City and Alec Pierce with good fantasy outcomes. Deion Jackson as well. Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, Marcus Mariota. Lawrence and Mariota are QB 10 and 11 on the year. That puts them right in that stream okay. them if you feel lucky. Yeah, I mean, you did have the the two quarterback sneak touchdowns here for Trevor Lawrence. I don't think you're getting that very frequently. Josh Allen, he's unstoppable. Good, yeah, you know that's that's how you put it. He's no, he can be stopped. Yeah, this week. Yeah, he's on by. (laughs) That's it. Boy, Green Bay gets him when he comes back, though. After the break, I expect he'll be the number one quarterback on the week. Yeah, he's been the quarterback two, four, three, five, one, and three. So that our, is, he is excellent. When we um, did we have an injury to Deion Jackson too? Is that what you're saying? Ooh. Yeah, I think he exited late in the game. <clears throat> One second, I'll confirm that. Okay. Uh, hopefully they get Jonathan Taylor back next week, and it's kind of not relevant for fantasy, but good to know. Mahomes had a big game as well. Ramondre Stevenson, 19 for 76. Oh baby. My start of the week. It's, yeah, what a yeah. great great choice. And nice call on your Adam Thielen touchdown, Thank you. Andy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. Five targets, four for 15 through the air, and then ran against a Cleveland defense that you should line your running backs up to start against. It was all Stevenson all the time. Yeah, that is true. They, it that's, wasn't, that's, the, that's the big highlight. Yeah, the, the, the huge game, of course, that's fantastic. But the, the biggest story is this was 
all Stevenson. Like it was, it, it was late was, in there the was game. No Timeshare. It was late in the game before another running back was even involved in the game. This was uh, as as much a utilization more than what Christian McCaffrey is when you're talking about snap and percentage of backfield. So right now, Ramondre Stevenson next week against Chicago, just keep firing him up. Yeah, the the same thing happened in Seattle. We, I was wrong. DJ Dallas only had two carries. It was all Kenneth Walker, and um, he was um, he was awesome. I mean, twenty one for ninety seven, yeah. forced twelve missed tackles, looked great. Had that just one really intense snake run. We were laughing where, out loud. Where he did, I think. Is that like, what you call it, a snake I, run? Well, because he was zigzagging. He like did four con four consecutive. <laughs> I don't know what the the move, maneuver would be called, but just a cut snake jump. Yeah, he just she was trying to slither. I got a snake, man. Oh, we got to get K Dubs in there. Yeah, if he does that run again. One more snake run? Yeah. He, he, he's he got some wiggle. Oh, yeah, like a snake. <laughs> got slither. it. Yes. Sl the sl I got a snake. Uh, McCaffrey, uh, big game. Deion Jackson, we just talked about it. 10 targets, 10 for 79. Exited late with a quad injury, didn't return. Mm. So I don't know what to make of the ankle. I talked to Matthew Betts a little bit about Jonathan Taylor and, you know, that early injury, you feel good is what he said, for a few days after you have that ankle sprain. And then it starts to become an issue with rehab where cutting is painful. And so, you know, that's, that might be what he's come up against. You know, if you're a fantasy manager of of Jonathan Taylor, you want him back quickly, but you don't want him down again. Uh, yes, I totally agree. And there's a lot of fantasy season left, so you just hope he comes back in as 100%. And, uh, you know, it's nice that the team did some things on offense because we knew it had to get better. Pity City found himself a lot of uh, spots in the zone, and now you hope Taylor can get it going because they have a little bit of a threat in the passing yeah, game. Yeah, and, and what you saw from Deion Jackson and his utilization in the passing game, obviously they're not going to pass as much when Jonathan Taylor's back. They're going to run more. But the fact that they, were, they had Matt Ryan checking it down to the running back who was basically playing the Jonathan Taylor role – is a really good sign for Jonathan Taylor's pass catching when he comes back. Yeah, no Naeem Hines in this game either due to last week's concussion. Kenyon Drake played 58% of snaps, was 10 <laughs> for 119 and 1. Uh, this is a tough uh, one for waiver show tomorrow. J.K. Dobbins knee, and then, you know, the opportunity is just 12. But he had an explosive play, so it's going to be a yeah. tough one. It's not like J.K. Dobbins was a smash play every week. Kenyon Drake is not ascending, so and on, I'll on, be curious what people want to spend on on fat. On top of that, the reports from Baltimore, it sounds like Gus Edwards is extremely close. You also have Justice Hill is close to returning. So it's it is a, it's a bit of a mess of where are you going to take your shot for Seems Baltimore like you value. probably don't want to be spending much on Drake. I agree. It's tough because there are very few running backs that you can pick up off of waivers that you could even plug in for you know, any – assured points so I, I don't want to spend up on drake but then it's like if there's no other options you're maybe gonna have yeah to. we need some dobbins news leonard fournette tons of work 21 for 63 scored through the air six targets six catches he's the only one scoring touchdowns for the tampa bay buccaneers i believe he's got all of their touchdowns the last two games wow that's selfish well, ties like what yeah Brees Lightning. Oh, oh. baby! Oh, Brees Lightning. 
<laughs> I love that man. Uh, yeah, you've been dead on too. Twenty for one, sixteen and one, two for five through the air. The Jets are four and two. This is a game that Garrett Wilson caught one of five targets. Elijah Moore caught zero of zero targets. And they won again on the ground and through some good defense. Yeah. Brees Hall, percentage of team carries has gone up every single week. And it should because he looks great. So uh, monster performance. I mean, two weeks ago, it was like, go get him. Go trade for him. Do it then before it's too late. Hopefully you did. Kenneth Walker, we talked about it. Huge week. Saquon, this one was just, <laughs> it was the right play. And yet, if you had been in the office, Jason, we're sitting there. Saquon was the player. You guys both had Ramondre. I had Saquon for our DraftKings, uh, which I won, won again. Um, won last place. Um, <clears throat> but Saquon comes around the edge. And I'm putting my hand up for another touchdown for Saquon. Oh, at the end of the game? At the end of the game. <laughs> and he slides down yeah, on the one. He does the smart thing. And they won the game. You know, it was like. Yeah, that those plays suck for fantasy. That's where fantasy and real football just can't coalesce. You know, we had the exact example of the opposite earlier this season when Nicholas Chubb yes. decided to. Help fantasy players? To yeah. Help, to help fantasy players to you know, to score the touchdown, put his team way up. And he scored the touchdown, and then the Jets had had the opportunity to score and then onside and get the ball back and score and then win the game. Yeah, it still took a miracle. It takes a miracle, but obviously had he slid down at the one, yep. then the game was over. That's what Saquon did. The Giants win the game. Fantasy managers cry. That's right. Uh, still had a big game, 22 for 83, and a touchdown before that play. Alvin Kamara. It, oh, go ahead. It is worth mentioning. He was he was really struggling with a shoulder injury throughout the game. Came out uh, play after play after play. Was coming out, shaking his arm. So I, I just want to pay attention to that. Watch the practice reports. It always looked scary, man. He was coming yeah. off with like the, you know. He the, needs a device. Yeah, put oh. a device on him. How good could he be? Yes. <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Hit that drop. 19 for 99. Nine targets. His utilization is kind of insane because they have no wideouts. No touchdowns, though. This, yeah. I mean, honestly, if if anything, that should give you... Almost 30 opportunities two weeks in a row. More reason to try. I don't know if you can trade for him or not, but um, the fact that he hasn't been scoring touchdowns, the upside is still there, and the offense is going to get better. Maybe not necessarily this week, but right now they're they still missing so many pieces. What if I told you he plays the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday? I, I mean, that's great. I, I think just about any matchup, Alvin Kamara should be good. I would believe that it would going, be better sorry. for Kamara if they didn't play Thursday because the fact that they're playing Thursday means they probably aren't going to have their weapons back. Maybe Olave is back, and that'll be helpful. I think Olave will be back. But I don't think Michael Thomas will be there. Landry, you know, it's like they need – they need their offense back so that Kamara could score more touchdowns. Michael Thomas is doing the uh, the opposite Mac Jones. Oh, he's doing he's doing the Michael Thomas. That's yeah. exactly what that he's doing. guy. Yeah, he is. Um, just his favorite thing is just. We still don't know if Andy Dalton's staying checks. at quarterback too. Uh, the team may stick with him. I believe Winston dressed as an emergency quarterback in this game. Interesting. Ezekiel Elliott. Oh. 
The battle plan is on. Mm -hmm. 13 for 81 and a touchdown. (laughs) It is on, everybody. I was really genuinely upset when he got the touchdown for the battle plan. Like, when that happened, I was like, no. Yeah, part of the the battle plan was, in fact, benching Zeke against the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, but, but also trading for Zeke at this point now just gets that little smidge harder because he ended up having a good fantasy game and I was really looking and it's going to get a lot harder because if Dak news is that he's coming back yeah and Zeke's off a touchdown you're about to plan yes it's getting a, blown up it got a little bit more difficult to trade for Zeke but I do believe that fantasy managers who have dealt with him being poor still are willing to entertain deals and coming up with Detroit and Chicago the next two weeks they, they've got the buy I think they've got some good uh, weeks after that yes they do Zeke should have should be in lineups going forward Pollard had 11 carries. Zeke had 13 in this game. Do you agree? Does the battle plan have like a splinter cell no. for Pollard? No. It, nope. The it's uh, like their their game plan is pretty specific. I think when it comes to getting Pollard on the field, it he was definitely needed for mm-hmm. this game. You need to have the variation of the speed between the running backs. You can't against the Eagles. You can't just grind it out and give Zeke that many carries they over just and over, especially do when, you're, when you're down 20 points. You can't go with that strategy regardless of your running back. All right, quick break and back with some wide receiver studs. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance is the award-winning service to give you just that. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. You can do it all right in the USAA app, and replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease to tap the banner or visit usaa.com homeowners. To learn more and get a quote, restriction supply. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, Foot Clan, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more of that precious time. The question is time for what? What would you do? Maybe more fantasy football? I don't know. If time was unlimited, how would you use it? Um, what would be the first thing you turn to if you had that extra hour? Uh, I think for me, I would often say maybe I'd finally read that book I wanted to read. Maybe it's uh, being there for a friendship that you haven't been able to be there for and the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's actually important to you so that you can make those things a priority and therapy can help you figure that out a therapist can guide you through the process of defining your values and understanding your priorities and then you know what things you can spend time on and what will really fulfill you otherwise you will be left wishing like all of us that we have more time if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com footballers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash footballers. Well, we saw Jamar Chase finally do Jamar Chase thing. Seven for one thirty-two, two touchdowns. Just tackle him. <laughs> just uh, you just gotta just tackle him. There's there were two plays where it's like just that's spoken like a man who yeah, faced Joe Burrow. That's a that's somebody who played against Joe Burrow. It it is it is watching Joe Burrow double up my uh, Jalen Hurts was not fun, especially when it was like. 
Okay, that's fine. Just tackle Jamar. No, just tackle. No, just tackle him. Wait, why did you let him run for a fifty-yard touchdown when you could have just tackled him? <laughs> but he's very good and very difficult to tackle. Uh, Stephon Diggs is the wide receiver one on the year, ten for one forty-eight and a touchdown. <sighs> he's just really he he can't be defended. He's quite good. There's too much to defend with the Buffalo offense. There really is. There's just, and now Dawson Knox is back and getting involved. Thank goodness for the bye week. And Gabe Davis, all he does is catch 40-plus yard touchdowns. They might be the first team to win on the bye week. They may get an actual <laughs> W. Uh, yeah, you're going to start Stephon Diggs this week. That's right. Brandon Ayuk, 11 targets, 8 for 83 and 2 touchdowns. <laughs> Ayuk. And the yeah. 49ers had to throw the entire game. Uh, you know, Jeff Wilson that looked like a smash play against the Atlanta Falcons. Little did you know that the game script would be completely opposite of uh, everyone's projections, and they basically completely abandoned the run. Yes. Jeff Wilson still had like the vast majority of the backfield touches, carries, snaps. It just was irrelevant because they threw the ball nonstop. Everybody, uh, you know, uh, George Kittle had a good game. Brandon Ayuk had a good game, and uh, but the Niners did not. Yeah, and just in, for more on the Niners, it was Coleman. Uh, or, uh, sorry, Jeff Wilson had 31 snaps, uh, which was it went down because. They're, when they want when they're going into the pass, they go to the juice, man. Kyle Juszczyk saw thirty two snaps, ran seventeen routes. So didn't help that he fumbled. Uh Jeff at the beginning. He, yes. He they did put him back in, but he's when they are when the when the game script is what it is, it would go to to Juszczyk. Tyreek Hill, fifteen targets, twelve for one seventy seven. He's on pace for almost two thousand receiving yards. All right. He is uh and it could get better for him. Not yeah. better, but at least stay the same. I mean, Waddle could be hurt. I don't know if Waddle suffer. I don't know if we have any update on Waddle with the clavicle or anything of that, but I was worried about a collarbone injury. Yeah, Waddle was injured towards the end of this, and Tua is expected to start next week. So oh. the, uh, I think, uh, you in the know. In the schedule. Yeah, the the Pittsburgh Steelers, Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears, the next three. Uh, just keep lighting up Tyreek Hill. Happy to finally see this happen, but uh, pity city. Oh, baby. Let's build it a little closer to the end zone, okay? I just want to move city center to pay dirt. That's fair. Okay, um, Waddle is saying he's good. Sorry. That's good. Uh, 16 targets, 13 for 134. Fantastic game. The clear go-to possession receiver. Uh, just wanted to touch him. Yeah, what is that, about 10 a catch? Yep. Chase Claypool Hey. did his damn. I, I literally said at the beginning of this game, when I saw Claypool catch his first pass, I was like, oh, Mike, he still plays for them. Yeah, I would be very happy if he could be good again. He, 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 you won't be happy. I, look, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, I don't have uh, the thoughts that I will. I don't really have hope, but it just, it would be nice. Now, I, I find this uh, tremendously offensive, Brooks, that you would add Juju Smith-Schuster here to the studs and not Allen Robinson right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> the resurgence of our trade, Jason. The, hey, we both got a win here. I mean, my win had way more yards. Um, yeah. Five for 113 and one. What did Allen Robinson do? Five for probably about 55 yeah, about, and one. Yeah, about half that. Hmm. Yeah, well, they didn't tackle Juju either. <laughs> they did that move. Yes. Um, but it was nice to see him get into the end zone. Allen Lazard scored. Dude. Let's go, Lazard. 
Alan Lazard has been very good. I mean, that's I don't think enough respect has been given to what Lazard has done so far in the season. You know, I've been talking up Romeo Dobbs, right? Uh, the hopeful unknown of the rookie who's running all the routes and 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 being involved in the targets. But if you look at the game log for, uh, you know, Lazard was injured to start the season, mm -hmm. missed week one, came back week two, and then from that point has been a solid play every single week since week two. He's the wide receiver fourteen. Mike Gesicki, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. The Gesicki one is the worst. The worst. Because now you have to decide, was this completely a fluke? Well, this is the this is the chasing thing that people it, do at that's tight That's what I mean. Because this is why people played Hayden Hurst. This is why, you know, it, it's just difficult. You don't when you when you sit down and you're like, I don't have a tight end, it's a hundred percent human and normal to like Say, who did good at tight end last week, right? Like, you're not looking with a clean slate at who might do good this week. You're just saying, well, we know they can, right? So if you chase Gesicki or you chase Hunter Henry, um, maybe you get lucky again. No. Maybe yeah, you don't. I would not chase Gesicki. He had seven targets, which is that's very – That's pretty good. That's pretty good. He also had seven targets in his previous three games combined, right? Uh, two targets, four targets, one target, that's just not what I want to chase, especially when there's a quarterback change happening here. Even though the quarterback might be better, the tendencies of which quarterback's throwing to the tight end uh, obviously is, is different. Much better gritty from Kasiki <laughs> on that touchdown. Worked I, it out. I appreciated the callback. And there were some uh, dice rolls happening in that. Oh, did and, they? Yeah, he was, he was mixing it up. All right. Uh, Tunyon, I played him last week. Got a big fart factory this week, 10 for 90. So it was a weird game. We are you. It, it was a weird game for Tunyon because at the beginning there was – he just – he got like some really easy catches that felt abnormal if you were watching the flow of the game. But if Cobb's out, Tunyon – Sure, that's a, that's a very fair point. That I definitely think his time is – like he's one that I believed in a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's hard. It, tight end, it can come down to one play. Um, last week when he was a disappointment, he had a uh, fly route on the goal line. Ends up drawing a pass interference instead of catching the ball. Sure. Everybody's telling a whole different Tunyon story if that one play goes different. Um, so I guess I do believe in him. Mike, start of the week, George Kittle, 10 targets, hey. 8, 8 for 83. All right. And, uh, yeah, Daniel Bellinger scored. He's interesting. Dawson Knox scored. Yeah, I mean the three target. That's what he does. I mean Dawson Knox is a is a huge touchdown guy, but Daniel Bellinger is interesting. Not for a high ceiling, certainly, but just as a floor play. I mean the guy is running a. He's on the field a ton. He's been a top ten tight end now for two straight weeks. If you want to talk about like a DFS just play that's that's very cheap to punt the position, he's he's running the routes and he's out there. I think that's fine. If we're talking about picking him up to play him in our you know in our home leagues, I'm not. I'm not to that point yet with Daniel Bellinger. Okay. And then Zach Ertz, who we thought might be expiring, uh, is not going to be expiring. I mean, if Hollywood misses extended time, Zach Ertz, 10 targets, 7 for 70. He's averaging 9.4 a game. This Cardinals offense, as nauseating as it is, if you watch it, and it is nauseating, it's Kyler kind of running around and chucking it to Hollywood and to Zach Ertz. And – yeah, replace Hollywood with Hopkins, and it's still going to be Zach Ertz, yeah. who we saw last year uh, be very involved. Currently, he is the tight end four on the season. 
Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, yeah. you talk about not ping ponging between Hayden Hurst and Hunter Henry and Gesicki. Ertz is just like a steady. Sure. Over you know, the over the last five games, there's only been one where he did not have double digit targets. That's great for a wide receiver. Yeah. For a tight end in today's economy? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Kyle Pitts scored a touchdown. He did. Good for you, Kyle Pitts. Nineteen yards. Now does that is that apply? Like when I did the guarantee, he missed the game after. No, it does count. It does sustain? Absolutely. I mean, if that's, you- that's fine. I'll allow it. Yeah, if you guarantee a touchdown and the guy misses, that guarantee must go to the next Because I think if matchup. you count the Kyle Pitts one and then the one that I did through you, remember we talked on the phone and I was like, yeah, yeah. and you're like, make sure I you tell like people. I think that's like five for five yeah. on doing, the year. You're doing really well. You're crushing it. Thank you. But if I say it out loud, I could ruin it. We'll now, see. is that the end of the, the tight end stud list? That's right. Oh, there's a player who we didn't read his name. Uh, who is that? Well, he wasn't a stud. That's why he's not in this section. Just saying. Uh, oh, I see. What we'll get doing. to it. Pooped in his big boy pants. Let's just start with the tight ends, Mike. Let's just get this out of the way. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about that. Um, obviously, you're talking about Tyler Higby. You're starting tight end. <laughs> yeah. He he was garbage. Yes. Uh, however, I mean, his was he was banged up all week, and then he was like a well, we expect him to play. Yeah. And then he had to block a ton. So yeah, he had to play O line for this yeah, horrible O line that's getting worse, which is a concern. Yeah, you know, Allen Robinson got a little more involved. Yep. Um, I think you must have been actually talking about Taysom Hill. Oh, who was five for thirty nine on the ground. Welcome to the Poopy Pants Club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he scored what Evan Ingram scored, right? Sure, but you didn't. People weren't dropping forty fab on Tuesday sure. to get Evan Ingram into the lineup. You got anything else to say, Mike? No, just take that. Is that off your chest? Take that. I look forward to eating crow next week. Conklin Hurst. back in the studs. Goddard also duds at tight end. Welcome to the world of not having Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Quarterback duds, Mike. You have this guy too, Lamar Jackson. Man, it was. It's been a bad couple weeks. It has. We we need Rashad Bateman back on the field. I think that's really it important is. because if you look at how he has scored, two you know what, three games ago, he was great in the first half and terrible in the second half, and that's when Bateman was not on the field. Bateman doesn't have to score for Lamar to be better. Exactly. He needs to open up the downfield. 100% with him gone. That second half of three weeks ago, Lamar stunk, and Lamar has been bad the last two weeks without Bateman on the field. And it's not because Bateman's going to have 150 yards and a touchdown added to Lamar Jackson. Right now, they I mean, they, they have Mark Andrews that the whole defense is trying to, like, you know, really focus in on. And then it's like Devin Duvernay and right. nothing. Seems like, seems like they should have uh, hung on to Hollywood Brown. Yeah. To help that offense Perhaps. steady without dependency on Rashad Bateman. And then at the end of the game, we had some – you just – you know, turnovers kill you in real football and they kill you in fantasy football. You had basically two back-to-back plays where Lamar lost a whole bunch of points. That was, I mean, that was – Kind of interesting because Lamar had basically as bad of a game as you can have. The Giants, you know, always kind of happy we were facing each other, Mike, that he was facing the Giants. Giants yeah. are a good defense. Yes, they are. He played pretty awful, had one touchdown pass, didn't score on the ground, still ended up with about 17 to 20 fantasy points depending on your scoring system. Yeah, and he should have had 20-plus, but multiple fumbles and turning the ball over right at the end. Tom Brady, 
bad performance yeah. by Brady in this one against Pittsburgh that looked like a smash play with Godwin healthy, with Evans out there, with Fournette. It just didn't happen. Maybe he should have um, <clears throat> stayed retired. Yeah, it's, he's it's, probably asking that that question a lot. Yeah, he was not happy with his offensive linemen, seen screaming at them on the sidelines, and and things just haven't been good for a couple of weeks. You thought that the Pittsburgh Steelers defense that has been very very bad was going to be a great smash play. They, that being said, they got you and know they, they lost, don't they don't they have lost all three. They lost three uh, corners before this game. Right. Pittsburgh lost three cornerbacks, and they put up that performance. Yeah, it was pretty sad. Now, going forward, are you washing that away? Are you saying, well, it's still Brady, it's yeah. still Mike Evans? Yeah. Against Carolina, sure, yeah. Okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he hasn't finished inside the top. Yoinks. Top four. <laughs> I mean, 14 is the highest he has finished this season, so he hasn't been a quarterback one a single time this year. And Adam Devontae Adams was really good. Yeah. Uh I don't I don't think you can start Aaron Rodgers under any circumstance. Kyler Murray, what he, if he plays Washington. <clears throat> no. no. I, I would not start Aaron Rodgers this week. I mean, the, here's the Okay, I get it. I it's been really really bad, but now as you get more information on like who's actually good and who is not, the Jets, the Giants, the Patriots, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's the past month for Aaron Rodgers and those are actually very strong defenses where you can't have the preseason of well the Jets are just a dumpster fire no it, their defense is doing some serious work and the Giants are look like one of the better teams in the NFL right now if they can get some offense going but their defense is top tier so I it's TBD for me on Aaron Rodgers the, the Washington game will be very telling that's that's a fair point Mike Kyler Murray ran for 100 yards on the ground. And still sucked. Passed for 222. <laughs> no touchdowns. Dead last, according to Rich Rebar, dead last in the NFL in completion rate, yards per attempt, and and an EPA per drop back on throws over 10 yards downfield. Yeah, but he's filthy rich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, losing Hollywood's not going to help those numbers either. And um, What I mean, an embarrassment. What an absolute embarrassment. <laughs> The I mean I, I'm I, oh, there's no other way to look at that game. You're talking about the Seattle Seahawks who have not been able to stop anyone on any facet, running the ball, passing the ball. They have you know they're 32nd in points given up, and the Arizona Cardinals were able to uh, score three points because they they had a defensive touchdown. So when you see nine on the box score, the the defense scored twice as much as the offense in this game against that matchup. What? Seattle Pathetic, was pathetic, putrid football. 32nd in yards per game, 32nd in yards per play, 32nd in rushing yards per game, 31st in points allowed, 31st in uh, first downs allowed, and 26th in passing yards per game. <laughs> All those numbers are going to get way better after this week. <laughs> and they scored three points on their first drive. It, when you watch A.J. Green play football right now, it would be as if you had took the heaviest statue, right, and you put roller wheels on the bottom of it, and you just drove it around with like a like an RC car at about a mile an hour. He just I w he's not even in the cardio club because he doesn't run hard enough. He's, All right, are knows, we done bashing them? Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Uh, Geno Myth in yeah. that game, Cardinals uh, shut him down. No touchdowns. The pass rush was getting to him. And it's worth saying that when the Cardinals play somebody. 
Byron Murphy is shutting down the one. Sure. It's happened four times now. DK Metcalf, Cooper Cup. AJ Brown did not have a great game. So either teams are just avoiding them, him, or I mean. I, th I think there's enough evidence now to actually believe that the Arizona Cardinals defense has not been. They've pretty much been shutting down the wide receiver one for the opposing team. Yeah, the Cardinals' defense played great in this game, and they had no chance. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals' defense scored six points and only gave up 19. Yeah. And it was a blowout loss. <laughs> what? Uh, and, and they didn't give up that last touchdown until late. Jeff Wilson, this yeah. was a bad game. It was. This, this is, is one in the argument corner of, like, he won't be the uh, sharing time. Yeah, and, uh, again, the, the game script, use check being the passing downs, uh, the, the passing work, running back, de facto running back for this team while uh, while they have all the injuries. But Kansas City next you, week, though, could be the same problem. With uh, and You have a couple games here left. You should have a couple games left where Elijah Mitchell is still recovering. But it will be it will be very scary to play Jeff Wilson next week of was he was he getting punished? Does is the game script for the Kansas City Chiefs going to are they going to get, you know, into a high scoring game where Juszczyk has to be back on the field again? I, I get it. I love I've very much enjoyed playing Jeff Wilson, but it's going to be a tougher start next week. Nick Chubb. Let me give you an illustration of why the Monday Punday was filled with sadness. Nick Chubb is sitting here as a candidate for the duds because he went 12 for 56, didn't score, and then had two targets, one for 14. That was still an RB23 finish on the week. So far. Yeah. I mean, it's it was not a good not a good performance for a lot of people. Even worse for Kareem Hunt, who had a total of five opportunities in the game. I mean, four carries, one target. That's bad. And yeah. and you got to give it up to New England because New England has found a way. I mean, their their defense zap, zap, zap. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> to, uh Zappy is so much fun to watch and to You see Zappy hour? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's, that's pretty good. One. It makes sense. But uh, they're, I mean, the New England defense has been shutting people down. Yeah, they're great. And they always figure it out, don't they? Uh, do I hit the panic alarm on the Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon combination right now? Yeah, what do we think? I think you do. This is, I think this is a big part of why I say you can't start Aaron Rodgers, even against the, the uh, Washington Manders, because the the reality is they they're lost right now like they're they're <laughs> <laughs> yes that's on me although you should make that impossible for me to screw up al yeah okay well uh, sure... we lost for those listening at home the lights went out he said should i hit the button i said if you do don't hit it twice and then he goes whoops I mean, it's 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 muscle memory to turn the thing off. Yeah, you're gonna need to go to YouTube and watch the light show that uh, we were my trying to Al. talk through until they just went off. On us. Um, <laughs> tried to power it through. Sorry, you were saying. Things? I have no idea. I have no idea. The, Aaron the Jones electricity went off. Um, yeah. So the identity right now of the Packers is is really hurting you're constantly throwing the ball to A.J. Dillon, and A.J. Dillon is fine at catching the ball, but you need to be doing that more with your explosive Aaron Jones pass-catching awesome running back. They're, I feel like they're misusing their running backs, and th the whole offense right now is sputtering and looks putrid. It, it's really hard when you get in these situations where the team has respect for a player like A.J. Dillon. 
but the team would be better if they gave more carries to Aaron Jones. They just would be better off. He's more explosive, better in the passing game. Packers offense right now, they've scored on 27% of their drives. That's 31st in football. Gross. You don't get two running backs performing with that. You have to be a top 10, not a bottom two. Clyde, here was the worry. Clyde Edwards-Alaire with another dud. Nine for 33, no targets. It's why the it's why we you know I asked Jason I think last week or the week before would you still trade him high after another score and you said yeah yeah I mean it, his utilization has just not been good enough outside of one big week of utilization yeah. the rest of the season he hasn't had over thirteen opportunities in a game he's not touching the ball that much this is a true three way timeshare sometimes it's more Pacheco sometimes it's more McKinnon sometimes it's more McKinnon than Clyde. But his, his entire first month of the season was just propped up on touchdowns. Hopefully you were able to trade him away. Obviously there's a lot of smart fantasy managers out there that can see through uh, you know, the, the, the touchdowns just as easily as we can. But there's a lot of dumb managers out there too that you could take advantage of. Raheem Mostert, 14 for 49, didn't score. It was a uphill climb for the Dolphins offense uh, against Minnesota. The Skyler Thompson injury. You know, Benjamin did not take advantage of his opportunity. No, he, he got not. the opportunity. Yep. 87% of snaps, uh, 18 opportunities. The he Cardinals just... ran for 44 yards outside of Kyler against that defense. You know, Keontae Ingram and Eno. Gross. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Four catches, bad games. Yep. Just move. Just throw it, throw it away and move on. Mike Evans, four for 42. This happens sometimes with Mike. Yeah. DJ Moore. This happens every time for DJ. <laughs> he is the wide receiver 63 in points per game. This is the oh. week to put DJ Moore and Elijah Moore, the Moores. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, on the waiver wire. Yeah, I was going to say on a boat that you push out to sea, but either way. Yeah, that's fine. So long as you're a good enough shot with a flaming arrow. Uh, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. Yeah. They, they unleashed, Seven targets, six targets, no fantasy production. They unleashed Chase Claypool this week. <laughs> It's actually it's a bad sign just to remember that that can happen. Like it seemed like when it was Deontay Johnson and George Pickens and all the targets were just going there. Yep. Uh, that it would be you know okay maybe you can reliably start these players. You you're still going to start Deontay Johnson because he has had so many games of ten plus targets, but it makes it scary for George Pickens. And with the concussion protocol, we've seen it with everybody. We uh, we said last week we need to pay attention to Chris Olave because he progressed exactly through protocol that would have put him in the game last year. Yeah, I he think was, he did everything he could have done. He was right back to practice as the first one in limited participation. He progressed through it. He was a full participant in practice this week and did not play. I think that's going to happen for everyone from here on out. So uh, the, this was uh, an injury to Pickett that was a concussion. So you very well might see Mitchell Trubisky again this week, which says to me I'm probably going to just try to avoid any of the, uh, you know, the receivers for the Steelers. All right. Uh, Drake London is another way of spelling the words Kyle Pitts, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Drake London definitely, he has to compete with Arthur's plan, which is to establish it. Uh, but Drake London to me, now that's the matchup with Cincinnati, they are, they are not great right now. Seventh best. They are, 
I should say the they seventh, are good. Yeah, they are the seventh worst schedule adjusted matchup for wide receivers. But after that, you have a huge run. Like if you're looking at just through the end of the season, right now the Falcons have the sixth best schedule. So Drake London to me is a low key trade for target. Yeah, I I I said trade away Kyle Pitts. I'm not having. I don't have any confidence in Drake London either. They don't throw the ball uh, enough to do it um, to we, make it not a risk. We have talked about Darnell Mooney is good. Darnell yep. Mooney is a good wide yep. receiver. D Drake London is a great wide receiver. But these guys, it doesn't matter if if your team doesn't throw the ball that much. Fourteen pass attempts, and Arthur Smith was jubilant. <laughs> if Caleb Huntley. With his square shape, ran straight into the back of his own offensive lineman over and over and over again. Arthur Smith would be the happiest man on the face of the earth. The last month of football, you have 19 and a half attempts per game, passing attempts per game for Marcus Mariota. It's really, really difficult. And I agree with you. You, you need to try to trade pits because this plan is working. Yeah, they're, they're winning. 500. They're tied for uh, – they don't have the tiebreaker, so technically they're second, but they are tied record-wise uh, for first in their division. Yeah, the only two good games that Drake Lennon has had this year is because he scored, and the only good game that Pitts has had is because he scored. Um, I guess I'm just nervous about that. I think yeah. it's a good nervous – I mean, there's other situations that I'm nervous about. I'm nervous about Garrett Wilson with, with Zach Wilson because they're winning with the running game. Like, you know, when Flacco was there, they were losing. With their passing game, and it was nice for fantasy players. Yeah, I just looked this up. Justin Fields over the last month, 21.8 passing attempts. So he is now, over the last month of football, throwing, throwing it more than Marcus Mariota is. So you need to you know, kind of adjust the expectations of what that passing game for Atlanta is going to be. Let's talk about expectations with Christian Kirk because it's been bad the last three weeks. Thank goodness for that touchdown. Yeah. Bailout. I mean, what do you do? He's four for 24. Um he's been worse when they're missing either Marvin or Zay because he has to play um, more outside. He was 67% of the time in the slot, was doing a lot of work there in the first few weeks. Is that something you'd look into in terms of if you expect those guys to get back? I mean, you thought you caught a superstar in your draft, and now you're not so sure. Yeah, I mean, he, he's certainly someone that you can start. Uh, he's not a superstar. You know, we kind of know what Christian Kirk is, which is he's a really good wide receiver, but he's a slot wide receiver for a team that you hoped was like, oh, man, the superstar, maybe Trevor Lawrence has really graduated to be, he's on his way to elite quarterback play, but he's not. This is an average team that is young, hopefully getting better, and I think going forward, Christian Kirk is just a flex option that you could play every week, and I think he'll have, over the course of the rest of the season, half of his games will be very good, and we half of his games will be kind of duds. Do you want Lazard or do you want I would much Kirk? rather have Lazard. For the rest of the season? Yeah, I would take Lazard over Kirk for sure. Brandon Ayuk or Christian Kirk? <laughs> Christian Kirk, for sure. <laughs> All right. Those those are pretty th – those are three-tiered players where I would put Lazard in a tier above Kirk, who's a <clears throat> tier or two above uh, Ayuk. All right. Elijah Moore, no targets. MVS, uh, zero for zero for zero on three targets. That is the MVS special. Uh, Robbie Anderson. Zero targets. Those, that's the goose crew this week. Disappointing. And uh, like I said, Garrett Wilson just won for eight on five targets. Uh, this is a team that is winning through running the football. 
Zach Wilson deserves a ton of credit because he's do he's removed the part of the game very that, good at handing the ball off. Well, and, and it's not just that. I mean, if you're if we're gonna eviscerate him for turnovers when he's making them, we've got to praise him for when he's not. They've won every game that he's been the starting quarterback because he's not turning the ball over, and uh, they're trusting this sure. defense and the running game. He is on, doesn't mean he's worthy of playing. I'm saying he's the last two weeks he's on that. Mariota, yeah. Justin Fields special of averaging, what, 19 attempts a week? Mm -hmm. He doesn't throw picks if he doesn't throw. Exactly. Yeah, it's one I, of the tricks. He threw in his first game back, and he threw two picks. So <laughs> <laughs> They're like, let's but, just give the ball to that Brees guy. But it, I will, the, the shout-out to the Jets, who are – it's a great story. Happy for the team. Happy for the fan base that they are winning. Um, the, the question for me, uh, like, I, winning solves everything. It's just – this is the way of life. But when you have superstar wide receivers and they aren't getting to play, how, like, it it can, you, it feels like a little bit of a house of cards here that the locker room, if you, if you have two back-to-back -back bad performances where, like, the defense isn't as great and you're not getting your wide receivers their touches, that's when people get loud. Well, you saw, you saw Elijah Moore already tweet well, no, that he's but not. he didn't. He, right. He he would never gripe and say that he's unhappy. So he just he went on social media and griped and said that he would not do that. Because if he were to do that, then he would. We Other would think guys he was would. Selfish. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. He, he took the. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't worry about Elijah Moore because he's he's a very young player and he's not an established like superstar in this league by any stretch of the imagination. So you're winning ball games. Um, I I cert I do not worry about that at all. And okay. honestly, Corey Davis seems right now in the Zach Wilson era to be the wide receiver one for the team. But I don't think you could start any of them. It's it's the exact same thing until we see them throwing the ball more. Is the same situation we were just talking about with Fields and Mariota. If you're only throwing the ball around twenty times, you just can't rely on pass receivers. We are. It, it, just a quick question here. Short sample size, obviously, just three games with Zach Wilson this year. But it was majestic when it was Joe Flacco for Garrett Wilson. How are you feeling long term about like about Garrett Wilson? Very right good. Now? Yeah, very good. Still, yeah. yeah. Th this isn't going to be a team. They don't want to throw the ball twenty times a game. They and he have, still had five targets. It just didn't yeah, work out. They have been able, but you, to you only just throw the were ball. like, well, I'm completely out on Drake London. I, you said I, long term, right? The, the okay, like long term of this season. Oh, well, that's short term. I still think it will get better because here's the difference between Mariota throwing the ball 20 times a game and Zach Wilson throwing the ball 20 times a game. Arthur wants that. That's what he desires for Mariota. If he could say, we're never going to throw the ball 20 times a game rest of the season, he, uh, I can't even imagine the smile <laughs> ear to ear. Sure. I don't think that that's what the Jets want. They want Zach Wilson to take a step forward and to be the quarterback of the future. They want to have him throwing the ball 35 times in a game and do it well. So I, I do think that they will open it up, and, and they're not probably going to be completely shutting people down and have such a positive game script for every game going forward. Their schedule, I believe, Gets is rough. still really, really Denver, tough. Denver, New England, Buffalo the next three weeks. Yeah, so you're, you know, against Buffalo, you're going to have to throw the ball more. So I am, I am uh, de definitely more bullish on the outcomes okay. for the the rest of the season. But when you said long-term, I was thinking more dynasty, more okay. dynasty outlook, because what we've seen from Garrett Wilson is that his time's going to come. He's he, he showed enough in a short period of time There's a, that just backed up his top 10 NFL draft capital uh, 
pick. And also, you you brought up what a good time for Jets fans. How about just New York? Sure. Goodness gracious, if you're a football fan in New yeah, York, you're having a good time. Your Giants, your Jets, your Bills. I Woo. remember when we were seven and zero last year. Yeah. yeah, so you better enjoy it. Yeah. So enjoy it. Party now. That is it for today's episode of the show. Back with waivers tomorrow. Justin Herbert, you are my king. We'll catch you in the morning. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.